Welcome everybody to Catfish Weekly, sponsored by Whiskerware Apparel, along with Chuck Davison. I'm Lyle Stokes, and welcome to the show. Chuck, how's it going tonight? It's going great. Um, time's flying. You know, Christmas will be here in a few days. Um, you know, winter on blue, uh, blues on Wheeler will be here at the end of next week. I'll be heading out Wednesday, and I'm really excited about that. A little bit yancy, but besides that, just work and sleep. Yeah, that's that's for sure. It's uh, time's really flying by, and it looks like it's going to be a great time. Looks like Daniel's going to have a big crowd down there. The weather's going to be great. Uh, you know, from what I've seen in the the forecast, as far as the the place I look, they're still calling for 70 degree weather down your way. Oh yeah, it's going to be nice. I hope the weather holds out for the tournament. Um, you know, don't want it too hot. Um, you know, a little bit cool. At least let it seem like fall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's uh, that's right. Maybe it yeah. won't get too bad. I mean, either it's you know it can be blazing hot or just too cold. <clears throat> you know, as long as that wind stays down, I think it'll be a big plus. But you know, being out on that fat water with uh, you know with four even with five mile an hour winds, you know, with a steady, uh, it'll start kicking up some pretty good swells. You know, sure. over the the length of that lake. And, uh, you know, as long as it stays pretty calm, um, you know, a lot of the guys are going to want a little bit of wind to, you know, so, so they can drag around and stuff. Um, you know, so I hope it's, you know, the perfect scenario for everybody to have a great time. I think that's what everybody's going down there for, just to get in the fish, the tournament's a bonus. Everybody just wants to, to, to get down there and enjoy the, the time they get down there, and it's the middle of the winter, and everybody's kind of tired of being housed up. Uh, tonight, everybody, Paul Ragsdale has joined us, and we're going to go over some of the stuff for our giveaway next Monday night, and uh, we'll visit with Paul a little bit, and then Chuck and I will get back to the uh, Winter Blues on Wheeler and some of the other current events we got going on right now. How you doing, Paul? I'm going to live, I think. Been uh, sick a little bit, but okay, I guess, the last few days. Cool. Right. What have you been up to since you haven't been on the show for a while? Oh, a little, little bit, uh, a little bit fishing, some different stuff. I, uh, I've been planting and uh, uh, trees from seed and, and selling those on the on the side and a lot of different things. Uh, uh, got me a drone. I've been flying it around, uh, wrecking it into the ceiling and good stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Weather's been too bad, but. Um, the new law went into effect on the drones. We have 60 days to register them, but uh, I think that, that really bites, but it's got good video on it, so I've been playing with a lot of different things. i seen a video you done the other day climbing the TV and tower. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure that that's what I want to do. Well, you know what, 325 pounds at my heaviest, I couldn't do it. And uh, I haven't climbed that tower in, I guess, almost nine years. And uh, finally got the gumption. I, I fit in the uh, uh, the climbing harness that, that I had here, an old one. So I, I zipped up the top of it and had to point the, the antenna back to St. Louis. So. Well, I was pretty impressed that you got up there and got down without freezing up. They'd have had to come and got me, probably. Um, yeah. <laughs> I 
I, I was things were a little tight going up. I'll say that. <laughs> I'm sure of that. I'm sure of that. Well, you know, you guys, have, we've done the uh, the uh, random dot org stuff before, and uh, you'd done it, and Chris done it. Everybody kind of got along with it really well, and I thought it'd be nice if you come in with us next Monday night, and you can run all the the giveaway stuff, and you want to kind of go through stuff with everybody and, and tell them how we're going to give these prizes away? Absolutely. Um, i got a, a lot of different things uh, that's been gone over, and, and on the 27th, I'll be coming in with, with Lyle and Chuck and uh, doing the giveaway, and uh, we'll do everything in random.org, random.org, if you guys ever want to go check it out. And uh, we usually spin it two or three times, and, and whoever comes out on top ends up winning. Now, they're only, you're only going to be allowed one win or one win uh, on this whole giveaway. So if you win uh, any, any particular prize, your name comes out of the barrel. And and I believe that I believe that you stipulated it. Uh, um, Lyle, what's that? I said you did stipulate that they come out. Yes, if if uh, the first giveaway will be a t-shirt, one t-shirt and one sweatshirt from Aaron Wheatley and Monsters on the Ohio, and if you win that, then your name comes out of the pool for somebody else, because that way we get several winners. And one person doesn't win everything. Okay, that's that's what I thought you'd say. <laughs> on the uh, Monsters on the Ohio and Aaron Wheatley um, is going to be one T-shirt and one sweatshirt, and they have another T-shirt and sweatshirt. <laughs> there's there's two there. Um, from Whisker Wear Apparel. It's going to be one bat mask, and then uh, see we got one hoodie and one koozie, and then we got another hoodie and koozie, and then from Black Horse Customer Odds Lyle is a catfish uh, edition rod, which I'm sure everybody would like to get their hands on one of those. And like I said, we're going to do that on the 27th. I don't know if we're going to do it. Uh, before or after I haven't talked to, uh, uh, I haven't talked to Lyle about that, whether it's going to be at the first of the show or last of the show or, or during, but I'm sure he can fill you in on that. Yeah, we'll, yeah, just, we'll, just, uh, we'll just start the show and, and uh, uh, whatever current events that we got to do, we'll do that, and then we'll go right into the giveaway. It won't be a really long show. Everybody will be full from Christmas dinner and stuff. <laughs> Still got you, Paul? We might have lost him. I think it froze up. Oh, there you go. And uh, that's that's all I had on that line, unless it was something else I forgot. There is. We got a, a, uh, a guided trip with Chris Jones and Catfish Pursuit Guide Service on Lake the Ozarks to some guy, some lucky person that would happen to win that. That'll be a really, really good trip. 
Uh, and Chris was on the show with us last week, and he said that that would be for two people, but if you had a couple of kids or you wanted to ex extend it out to uh, three or even four people, that he would be glad to accommodate that. I mean, you just can't beat a deal like that. Uh, Chris is a really good guy. He puts a ton of fish in the boat. He knows where they're at. He's got the best bait. He's got a great boat. He's got everything you need, and he's a really good guy. So somebody win that trip, that would be outstanding. Outstanding trip. I'd like to have it myself. Oh, that was my fault. I had that I had to wrote down, but I don't have my glasses on either. So, so are you saying you're blinded one eye and just can't see out the other? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think there's already 28 registered so far. Is that right? 28 or 30, something like that. And we had another one. Randall McDaniel just got in a few minutes ago. So. It's growing, but the odds of winning some of this stuff is a lot greater than buying lottery tickets. Yeah. At least if you're in the state of Illinois, you might not get paid. So. <laughs> well, you know, uh, we just tried to thank everybody for, for what we do, and we've got some, the, some of the best sponsors in the world. I mean, Chris has come on and jumped on board with that with us, and, and that's a great giveaway. And, of course, uh, Aaron Wheatley jumping in there with the – the t-shirts and sweatshirts from uh, Monsters on the Ohio, and, and they are a really quality piece. And uh, our old buddy Rob Clodfelder with Whiskerware Apparel, he's got some of the greatest t-shirts and hoodies. Them hoodies are just amazing. I love them. And uh, that bat mask, uh, anybody that wins that that don't want it, just let me know. I'll be glad to take it off your hand. It's, it keeps the wind off of you, the water out of your eyes. On them cold days, you are going to love it. And you can't beat it. I mean, it's free. Well, it's just quality product on top of it. But being free, that you know, that makes it nothing wrong with that. I got me one last year, the uh, a couple of days before Winter Blues, and it was a lifesaver. I love that that mask. Every time I get out in the uh, in the cold weather now, I mean, I'd I'd much rather have that on than one of those safe faces or a toboggan. Um, I don't have any. I don't get any wind burn on my face, on my neck, or anything. It's great. Yep. You got two different lens comes with it. You got a smoke lens and the amber lens, and you can put that amber lens on, uh, you know, at safe light in the morning, and it brightens everything up, and it it does really well early in the morning. Yep, they're they're pretty uh, pretty special. Um, I, I just, you know, I'm supposed to try to get one with, I get with Rob and get one, and I'm going to try it because Cindy won't let me try the one that she's got. It just, it just won't let me have it, and I don't blame her. Uh, the only thing that the, that I can see, uh, I get so hot, I have to watch what I wear, and uh, I, I'm not sure. I should have tried that thing on last week to see if my glasses would fit up underneath it. I bet they would, and if they will, that would just be the cat's meow. I mean. Yeah, they do. Uh, I actually seen uh, John Harden put some pictures on his uh, Facebook page last year when I was asking him about the fitting, and I believe he had his own under his uh, mask. Awesome, awesome. Well, that'll be a great deal for a glasses wearer like myself, and uh, you know, I know that uh, I don't have that big of an issue uh, when I'm on the end of the boat or driving down the road as much as I do up close, but then again, 
uh, if you don't have to take them off, that's just a bonus to that. So I'm excited about getting one and, and trying it. So, you know, all you guys got to do now if you want in on this giveaway is just go to the Catfish Weekly Facebook page and say thank you to the sponsors. There's already several uh, people that have done that, and you can take their post and copy it and paste it on there and under your name, and we'll enter you in there. And if, by all means, if we have missed somebody's name, please let us know because we was all supposed to post them in one spot, and somehow they got spread around in two or three places. And, uh, you know, that's okay, but I don't want to miss anybody that's supposed to be in the drawing. So make sure that we have your name on the list before next Monday night. Be sure and check the list and make sure your name's on there and that you have made the post and we'll get it corrected if, if we've missed you somehow because we sure don't want to do that. And uh, then Paul's going to come on and he's going to give all this stuff away and we're going to be ho-ho-hoing right on down the road to Wheeler Lake in Alabama. So, with that being said, what else we got tonight, Chuck? Paul, was you going to stay on the show with us, or are you going to? Are you? Kind of hanging around with us for a little while. Ain't got nothing to nothing to do right now. Awesome. We'll just hang out there, and then if we got something that you're interested in. Just give us a shout. Let it do. All right, man. What's up tonight, Chuck? Uh, not a lot. I was wanting to touch on the uh, catfish conference on uh, February 27th. Uh, the Facebook page is, you know, it's got multiple hotel rooms been listed on there that's going to host. Um, it, it's in Versailles, Kentucky. It's on February 27th. Uh, Jeff Jones Marine and Monster Rod Holders is putting it on, and it's going to be excellent. Uh, so any of you guys that have sponsors that don't know about this and they're just getting into catfishing or uh, if you if you're getting into some kind of product or a service yourself, uh, you know, line up a booth and uh, get down there and you know put your stuff out there for everybody to see. It's going to be a, a good time to go around and get your hands on a bunch of the stuff that you can only get on the internet. And if you're like me, you're not going to buy anything until you can get hands on, actually see them, see how they do. Um, you know, unless it's hooks or something that's not going to cost you arm and a leg, but I've had bad experiences about buying some reels and some other stuff that I wasn't able to check out prior. Um, this was new stuff, not used. Um, so, you know, I made, I'm making an effort to uh, make sure I get hands-on on everything I buy from now on. If, if I have to drive and see it at the store and I'm getting a better deal on the Internet, I'll still go see it at the store first and make sure that it, I'm getting what it's expected. Um, well, and, and an, another thing about that, Chuck, that is a, uh, a really cool deal. We have, we also, um, um, it's free. I lost my train of thought there, for, but it doesn't cost you anything to get in this place. You can go down there and see all this stuff. You know, a lot of these shows and things that we all go to, there's a, a charge for people to set up. There's a charge for this and a charge for that. And down there, it's not costing anybody anything. They're they're donating their, their spaces. They're donating their thing. It doesn't cost anything to get in. I mean, you cannot beat a deal like that. Uh, you can go down there, and I understand that just about everybody that's in the catfishing industry is going to be there that, that amounts to anything at all. Yeah, I've seen names I've never even heard of coming. So, 
I mean, guide services, uh, trails, um, you know, rod manufacturers, uh, tackle suppliers, rod holder makers, uh, you know, everything you can think of is going to be there to show their stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a great time. Uh, I, I can't imagine anybody, unless people had already got plans made for that weekend or the weather's bad, I can't imagine anybody not making it. Uh, it'll be after Christmas and everybody's going to be wanting to get out and look around. and won't be any tournaments to mouth anything going on, so it, it'll be a good time. Yeah, it's going to be great. And, um, you know, it's going to be another get-together where everybody gets to see each other uh, and some good seminars. There's going to be some, uh, you know, good people giving out some good information. And I hope Lyle gives me enough time to go out go check some of them out. Um, and he don't work me to death while I'm up there. Oh, come but, on. Uh, uh, it's going to be great. And, you know, from the looks of it, there's going to be a lot of guys pulling their boats and doing a little bit of fishing. I don't know what day if I'm, they're going to stand it on Sunday or whatever, but. I don't know if I'll be in that situation, but it'd be, be good to get out and do some fishing anytime you get out with all these guys. Well, what Steve was saying, there's a pretty uh, good lake down there with a real healthy supply of blue cats in it. It'd be a good time. Yeah. Yeah, before, <laughs> before it's said and done, there'll be uh, a few guys getting together with money being thrown in the hat, I guarantee you. Because oh, yeah, you know, that kind of stuff goes on a lot anyhow, so. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, you got anything else to touch on the Catfish Conference? Uh, no, just that uh, I think that if you get a chance, you need to make sure you show up down there, and, and uh, it'll be a good time. It'll be fun. You know, you're going to get everybody in there that's, that's, that's been tied up all winter, and everybody will be full of crapola, and, and it'll just be a bullshooting session, and we'll just have a good time. Oh, yeah. Did, um, yeah, uh, Tony... Kate and he put about the uh, Zach Royce back-to-back uh, -back state records on. You locked up on the street. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you now. Yeah, uh, Tony Caton uh, put on chat about Zach Royce's back-to-back uh, -back state records in North Carolina. Um, there was an 89-pound record from 2006, so it was nine years old. Uh, yesterday, Zach Royce busted a 91-pounder, uh, stayed with it, kept it alive all night because DNR didn't want to show up on Sunday. So he had to wait for him to show up this morning and uh, had it uh, checked, and it registered and made the new North Carolina record by two pounds. Then uh, he decided to go back out fishing, caught a 105, and got it certified today. So he he busted back-to-back uh, -back state records. Um, congratulations, Zach, and that's awesome. Um, I believe he's pro staff for, um, you know, cat fever rods. Um, so I, I don't know. You know, some people, they're eligible for the uh, – bounty or whatever they've got a ten thousand dollar bounty out for a state record so he may be eligible for it some of the pro some of the places don't you know leave their pro staff out some guys know um you know they're not included in stuff like that so i don't know if he's going to be in on the ten thousand dollars or not but um i can't imagine not yeah i, I don't either and somebody said that he gets another five thousand for wearing the uh, big cat fever 
uh, apparel, clothing, or a hoodie or whatever he had on, which he's always supporting these guys and uh, all of his photos is just supporting the guys that he believes in and that uh, that's out there helping him out. So, yeah, congratulations, Zach. That was awesome on, uh, you know, getting these things certified, getting them back in the water, uh, swimming. Yes, and uh, Tony Caton, he verified, yes, he will be getting $15,000 for uh, the state record. Um, if, if he would have caught that 89 this week and uh, got the 10000 and then caught the 105 this next week, he wouldn't have been eligible because you can't do it twice within a year, I believe. But, uh, you know, he, he didn't even have a chance to get paid for the first one yet and then caught the 105, which, uh, you know, if the record's been standing since 2006 at 89 pounds, uh, that's going to, looks like that 16 pounds is going to hold for a while. So congratulations again, Zach, on the uh, great weekend you had. And I know you spend a lot of time on the water, and uh, you deserve it, man. You got anything, Lyle? No, that's just that's pretty good to get two fish like that back to back. And I, if I was betting, and I haven't talked to anybody out there, but I would bet that he went to the same area because usually those big fish they travel in pairs or two or three at a time. And and I bet he went back to the same spot and caught that other one. I would I would have done the same thing because I I know they do exactly the same thing in the winter months. That the yeah. big ones like hanging around together because they're so big, nothing else wants to hang out with them. So that's for sure. Um, yeah, if it's some like some of these aquarium videos I've seen where these flatheads um, in these aquariums are eating fish the same size they are, um, you know, a, a big hundred pound blue cat could probably scare the crap out of anything fifty pounds. So. Um, I don't see anything else <laughs> hanging out with him any any smaller than that. So I, I'm sure he went back to the same spot and uh, probably got on it pretty close. I'd say so. I'd have, been, yeah. I'd have been right back at the same hump or trench or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, sitting, you know, I've got a story about you know a couple of years ago we was in a tournament up in Quincy, Illinois, <laughs> and we'd put a fish in a boat or two, and we pulled in a creek actually behind another fisherman. And they went on up in the creek, or maybe we pulled in at first and they went around us or whatever. But we, while well, we had the side imaging on, and I marked two fish, a decent fish, uh, next to a brush pile in this creek. And we went up in this creek and we just stopped. And I threw two baits right over there by that creek. And it, there was water was up and there was some current coming out of the creek. And boom, a uh, 28 pound flathead right off the bat. And I throwed right back in there with another piece of bait and had the other one on and it got off. But it never did come back. But I had the opportunity to catch both of those fish right there within five minutes, and, and I didn't stick the second one. It was on, but it didn't stay on. So, you know, I I'm believe that they travel in pairs, and I think that uh, five-pound fish will travel together, and I think 100-pound fish will travel together. And uh, that doesn't mean you won't catch a 15 where there's a 50, but uh, they just normally don't hang out uh, like that in my my way I fish, I never seen too many of them together like that. It's usually big fish or medium fish or little fish, you know. That's just kind of the way it works. Yeah, the flatheads are, have been, you know, they've run, they're, uh, I believe they're pack hunters. And, uh, you know, we've had six rods out before, you know, setting a place for 
30, 45 minutes, not got a bite, and all of a sudden every rod in the boat go down at once. Um, you know, and all the flatheads between, you know, 8 and, and 15 pounds. And, uh, you know, a few of them may look like triplets. So Flatheads are like a pack of wolves, man. They if are. If one of them gets on a bluegill and there's more than one bluegill in there, they're all in there trying to get the last one, you know. Yeah, I mean, as they get bigger, I don't believe they they pack kind as much. No. Um, but, I mean, we, we did um, during a tournament <laughs> – me and Turner, we got, you know, a couple of big bites at the exact same time that, um, you know, they had to have been two, two big flatheads. So the, they do still team up, run in pairs and stuff. But we got one in the boat and the other one, um, you know, took a rod down better than the one we got in the boat. So, you know, they were 40-pounders running together or at least. So yep. I know they do, especially in the spring. It's very exciting yeah. when that happens. If I mark a couple of big fish down there at Wheeler, I'm going to be trying to get both of them. <laughs> you know, if you put one big one in the boat, chances that other and being tiny is, is pretty slim, really. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Might as well set them pounding. That's what spot lock's for. Yeah, just I hope I can get them to bite. I hate when you know they're down there and, and you can't get them to bite. And you can I've – sat, I've sat on them all day and – know they're down there and you know if they if you leave somebody's gonna because a lot of these places you set up on is a a nice obvious hump you know right at the intersection of uh, uh you know another river channel coming in the main channel or something where it's <coughs> and you know if you leave that spot you know somebody's sitting there waiting on you to leave <laughs> and oh, they yeah. know there's fish there too and you sit there all day and, and throw everything in the boat at them and and you can't get them to bite and you know they're down there and i mean and that next time, guy might come in there and set up just a little bit different than you and snag one of them oh yeah and most of the times when i come in skunked it's that same scenario i know they're down there i've, I've marked <coughs> them pre-fishing uh i get back see them again i know they're down there um you know and, and other people do know about the spots i'll get on that spot and, and throw everything I got at them and come in skunked, um, you know, just too stubborn to leave because I know they're down there. But, you when, know, if when, they're not hungry, they're not hungry, but, you know, you got that chance. When you get a, a chance like that, Chuck, do you uh, try to switch up your, your bait presentation to them at all? Oh, yeah, I'll sit there and, and we've sat on them and I've just bounced straight up and down on them. You know, but the day before, we might have pulled up on that same spot and as the bait was dropping and not even hit the bottom yet, they grab it and bend the pole up under the boat. And then the next day, you just bouncing it in front of their face, and they will not hit. Right, right. Um, yeah. You know, and you actually, you actually never even hooked him. Um, you know, because we we didn't catch a big fish in this spot. We just know they were down there because we got a big takedown. Mm -hmm. But they were still there the next day, but uh, couldn't get them to bite the next day and the, the you know the day before the first pole dropped before the bait even hit the bottom he was on i believe that if you find a spot like that and you know there's good fish in it and and you've sat there a while and and you're not getting hit i believe that you should upsize your bait or downsize your bait mm -hmm. or try a different rig 
tie tie two pieces of bait to the rig, one above the other. Do something. Float it up off the bottom a little bit. Keep changing it up until you irritate them enough that they'll bite it, you know. Yeah, well, a lot of times you, you've probably done something already where they, you know, you can drop a, a you know, eight-ounce sinker in the bottom of aluminum boat and, you know, every fish in the river channel knows you're close by. Yeah. So I don't know if that would stop them from feeding or not. I know flatheads are very, very spooked by anything like that. I'm a true believer in that noise discipline and, I do believe it affects blue cats a lot, especially, you know, sound and shadow. Uh, I've actually uh, fished humps before and spotlighted straight down on them. Um, you know, Bluebird Sky Day. That cut straight down, I guess, because of the shadow. But, um, you know, I've done that before and changed my bite by... Uh, you know, get my boat from on top of them and just pull on up and then do more of a, a precision anchor on them and got them to bite that way. Well, I, uh, like I say, I, I think that uh, a lot of us get drug into um, the same old rut and we don't want to try new things or try to change things. I know I'm bad about that, but uh, if you can't get them bit, there's a reason. There's something about your bait presentation or what you're doing that they don't like. And I think that if uh, uh, it it goes uh, it goes without saying that if you can get that fish to bite, if you can get it on, your chances of getting it in is pretty good. So you might as well sit there. If you binge, you're there. Uh, try to get it in a boat. And, and if not, you have to be able to find that quality of fish to replace it. So... Uh, but then again, I don't like to spend just a, a long, long period of time working a fish either. If it's not going to go, I want to get on one that is. That's right. And, um, you know, that's that, you know, that's the big thing. You know, you're you're sitting there excited and you know there's big fish in the spot and you can barely sleep the night before and you get there first the next day and you don't want to leave that spot. Um, it, it can be really bad, especially, after, you know, after you throw everything in the boat, you just you know, I've, I've been disciplined enough lately where I've just, you know, after a couple of hours of sitting on it, I just up and leave and maybe come back and, and get on it early afternoon, try it again, see if they're feeding at a different time. Yeah, because they probably won't be very far. No. Um, Major Brown sent a thing on the chat, and he wants to know, is it better to hook a bluegill in the back or in the tail? My preferred spot is right at the back of the – uh, dorsal fin, uh, but I have hooked them in the tail too, especially if they're larger ones that because they move around and, and uh, they'll stir up some stuff. And when you fish it close to structure, yeah, uh, yeah, back uh, right behind the dorsal fin, uh, unless the, the current strong, you must be having well, some. Yeah, we got bad clouds. Um, yeah. I'll hook them in the mouth if there's heavy current so, you know, they won't uh, back plow into the current, you know, where the current's going in their gills backwards. I'll make sure I hook them in the, in the mouth where the current pulls them around, where the, the water's coming straight at them. Um, they seem to 
live a little bit longer that way and you know kind of swim uh, you know with the current uh, even if they do get weak, they still stay in a swimming pattern. Uh, but it seems like if I hook one in the tail with heavier current, it don't Right. I've had that happen too. And, and uh, they don't last as long that way, but they're pretty hardy uh, fish. You know, uh, bluegills are pretty tough, kind of like bullheads. They'll, they'll last a long time in certain conditions. And uh, they they do a lot better than than uh, some of the other stuff we try to use for bait shad and stuff like that. It's really hard for me to keep alive to try to use alive, but you know it can be done. Right, I have a better hookup ratio when I hook them in the tail <coughs> than uh, you know behind the dorsal fin um, than mm -hmm. I do in the mouth, and I just think it's the way that <coughs> the the flatheads feed. You know they always. Uh, feed head first and I believe when they go to feed head first when they when they get back there on that tail that hook uh, the way the hook um, has plenty of cl clearance you know from the point the the bait keeper you know is is pretty much empty when that's facing the fin the, the rear fin and it just seems like there's more hook there for them to uh to get snagged on but you know when i when i hook them in the mouth and even in heavier current for some reason they hit it head first and i don't know what it does but it seems like it spins the hook the wrong way or something and it just don't want to find the corner of the mouth right yeah i, I agree i agree and uh you know one of the favorite things that i like to watch on the internet and i think all of us spend way too much time on it but they have some really cool videos of flatheads and different different catfish eating bait in aquariums. And I'm telling you, I enjoy those so much when when them them fish will take a fish over half their size and in just a matter of seconds it's gone. I mean, they done sucked her up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they'll uh I've seen some good videos lately on the on them flatheads on them aquariums. I I searched one night and watched a few of them and there was some very good videos on YouTube of that. Yep, I enjoy it very much. That one that guy had on there the other day where that thing ate that carp was nearly as big as he was. Oh, that yeah. just blowed my mind. Chuck, what are we going to do for bait when we get to Wheeler? Um, better hope we can find some. Oh, well, um, I haven't. If you find the right spots, People are catching, you know, ten of them in a couple of hours. So they're they're not totally where you're not going to be able to find bait. You might have to work really hard for it. Uh, the big gizzard shad shouldn't be very hard to find, and they're going to be a really good uh, bait also uh, during the winter time. The big gizzard shads really work really well, um, especially if you're a big fan of using different scents in the scent trail, which I do. I like to mix my central up a little bit and uh, use different cuts, but uh, the skipjack shouldn't be too hard. I just give yourself plenty of time to find some when you come down if you want fresh bait. What uh, What about the weather? Have you got any reports? Uh, the best I can do is like uh, 10 days out. I can't get anything longer range than that. I didn't know if you had access to anything longer than that or not. Man, they, the, the guys don't even know what's gonna happen tomorrow. <laughs> um, we, we got, 
now they're they're saying we've got the worst weather coming through this <coughs> coming this coming Wednesday. Uh, we're supposed to have tornadoes, uh, all kind of stuff. They're telling everybody to get your weather radio ready. That uh, Wednesday's going to be a very bad day. You know, up around uh, you know Saturday, this wasn't even predicted. You know, two days ago. So yeah. you know, there's a little bit of rain. The forecast now, all of a sudden, you know, it's going to be bad, bad storm. So, I mean, well, they, uh, they might well, come close with the you know the weather pattern for the temperatures and stuff, but they never know when when one of them fronts are going to push in from the west or you know something's going to change. I mean, it just well, last I knew, they were still calling for 70 degree weather through the weekend. So, yeah, um, that's not too know, bad. Yeah, but you. Sometimes you just don't like what comes with that 70 degree weather. <laughs> That's exactly right. I mean, it could be, you know, it could be high winds <coughs> or it could be the worst of all bluebird sky days. I can't catch fish one in bluebird sky days. If you, uh, every, everything's set up for the, the church or wherever for the meeting before the tournament and all that's good to go. Everything's set. I think Daniel just about got it all handled, did he? Yeah, everything's good. The the church is set up. You know, I hope everybody comes by and uh, you know takes advantage of this service and and donates some good money to this church because they're going way out of the way for us. And um, the better we treat these cities when when they host these things, you know, the the more they're going to want us to come back. And these tourism boards are going to put more up, which makes our payouts higher. And it's going to be a win off for everybody. I mean, last year with just 37 boats, you know, this one gas station said he's never sold out of gas this time of year ever. Um, you know, and he's sitting there trying to get a gas truck down to fill his tanks up at his station because he didn't have no more fuel. Yeah. So, I mean, these guys are loving it. You know, running out of fuel at your store is a good thing. Well, it is, you know, it's good business. So, um, you hate to turn people around, but you know that, um, you know, next year to be looking out for it and be ready. Yep. So, um, you know, the, the city of Rogersville and the surroundings, they're, uh, they're ready to host us and they're ready for what's to come. So I talked gotta... to somebody um, today or yesterday or sometime, and they had just called down to get a cabin. And my understanding was they told me there was one or two cabins left. Uh, that was still available as of that time. Uh, I, I had heard before that they were sold out. So, uh, you know, if, if there's one or two left, that would be worth checking into or somebody that's making a trip down there. Yeah, well, we got um, we got a room this morning at the Econ Economy Inn or whatever it is in Rogersville. Uh, we got the last bottom room. So I don't know how many upstairs was there left, but there's no more bottom rooms left. But uh, $55 a night for a double bed. You know, you have uh, three or four people go in on that. That piece a night, you know, two nights, $25 a piece. I mean, it's just going to be such an affordable tournament to go to. The cabins are a little bit higher, but, you know, they, they accommodate so many. You could put eight people in one, no, no problem. Um, well, 
you know, John is heading down before we do because we'll be staying and doing our show Monday night, and then we'll take off either Tuesday or Wednesday. But he he's going down with one of the Dooley boys, and they're taking a friend of theirs down. Uh, so there's three right there, and we got a two-bedroom deal, and one bedroom has two twin beds, and the other one has a full bed. So Cindy and I will take that, and then they'll split that up amongst them guys, and the other guy will sleep on a couch. So it's a win-win-win. You, you separate that out amongst a, a few guys uh, or a few couples or however you want to do it, and it makes it very affordable. And those cabins have got everything in it. All you got to do is take your food, the 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 heat's in there. The, of course, that's with any place, but they have uh, cooking facilities, the pots and pans, forks, knives, spoons, uh, refrigerators, microwaves, coffee pots. All you got to do is bring your stuff, and it's just, you're right at home. Oh, yeah. I just got to find out where we're going to spend New Year's Eve and watch this Alabama-Michigan State game. <laughs> I have a feeling that I'm going to be tired and want to sit in the room and do it. But, you know, being New Year's Eve, I want to get out for a little while. Um, I'm guessing that, that Vince Nagowski will be looking for you to watch that Alabama game. Yeah, probably so. He'll probably want to sit right beside you, and he'll be chewing, cheering on those Tide boys. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a big road tider. <laughs> But uh, you know, I, I know that Vince is a big is a big fan of, of Alabama, so I'm I'm sure that he needs to have a chair right there with you, and you guys will have a blast, and the rest of us will be out there watching you two go at each other about that. Yeah, I don't. Do you have a a number on how many boats are now entered in that tournament, Chuck? I sure don't. <clears throat> well, it's it's got to be getting it's over thirty. I know. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's how many's uh, paid. You know, people still waiting to see how the weather's going to do. And uh, so, I mean, it's it's going to be a good turnout. Yeah, I, I can't imagine there being less than 50, and I would say more than that. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be uh, 50 or more. Yeah, I, I, I just can't imagine. You remember how many was there last year? I don't know. I mean, there was like 90, 90 participants, but like 37 boats. So, you know, because there was three people in boats mostly. And um, I think it was ended up being 37, if I'm not wrong. Well, now, I do know for a fact that Jason Malone is heading down there with his wife. And Heath can't go. And, you know, that's funny right there. <laughs> he's not going no he can't go he's got christmas uh parties to go to and and stuff that they planned uh, ahead of time so uh jason gets to go but Heath don't get to go and claude reynolds now gets to go where he thought he was going to have to work and he now him and and uh ryan are getting to go and uh they didn't think they was going to go so there's That'll, I guess that'll make up the slack where he's not going to be able to be there. You, you got to have some of them guys down there. I mean, you just got to have. It's going to be a shame that he's not there. But if we're running low on BS, I'm sure Claude can pump us back up full because he'll be wound up. Yep. 
I, I don't know, um, have a whole lot tonight other than, than what Paul had. Have you got anything that's uh, really killer we need to discuss? We talked about the big fish being caught. Yeah, I, I want to talk a little bit more about that. You know, okay. these these guys, you know, when you get these sponsors, you know, um, I get, you know, Zach and, you know, Caleb Page and Tony and all them, they've probably known each other for a while, you know, and Zach's a perfect guy to push their product out there. You know, for, I would want him on, you know, as one of my pro staff. Uh, you know, and this guy did all this work. He's been supporting their their brand, using their rods, um, representing them very well. It paid off for him. He is getting this $15,000 because of wearing the apparel and using their rods, even though he is a considered a pro staff. Um, so, guys, when, when you get out there and these guys start, you know, sending you shirts, um, they may be just starting off and, and you start supporting their product. They're doing everybody right. Um, you know, and they start seeing your shirts when, uh, when you're in pictures on, when you post on your Facebook page and stuff, but I feel when you start, these are the sponsors and the guys that's going to help you out. That's more or less all the guys that helped me out was, um, because I just started using their stuff and I just, you know, buying their shirts, um, buying their rods, buying their tackle, you know, and when it was time for me to start tournament fishing, I asked them, Hey man, y'all want to help me out I'm, um, and support me. Yeah. You support us. We'll support you. And then, you know, that's how it goes. And this guy has really, um, done great things. You know, he's got two state records, a triple digit is one of them, which is his dream. Catching the state records, his dream. Got 15 grand uh, to top it off because he was doing what he believed in anyway. Um, you know, if he caught them fish or not, he was going to be using those rods and he was going to be wearing these guys' shirts that he believes in and he supports. And that's how, uh, you know, this industry is going to get going strong is supporting all these guys out here that's doing um all these different merchandise all this gear these guys that are trying to do it uh, you know the american way um you know support these guys these some of these guys are doing it by hand in their garages um you know it don't matter if they're manufacturing boats if they're um you know changing your boat up doing fab on your boat, putting pods on it, building you a live well, you know, get support these fab shops and stuff because they'll get more business with more catfish boats. These guys will be buying cheaper boats, having them built how they want them. Um, you know, and it's just one big circle. So, you know, support, support the guys that are out here, you know, busting their tails and trying to get something going and good things can be in it for you. It's a really good thing to support people that support our sport. A lot of people don't understand that and don't look at it that way, but you can go to Walmart. You don't, you don't see Walmart very, very rarely will you see a Walmart that sponsors a fish catfish tournament, but I know that they do. I mean, you can get, go to these companies like that and get gift cards and they will donate them. A lot of the, the local events, 
uh, that we attend, they'll give away gas cards from local gas stations. And, and, you know, even if we don't have a gas card from them, I will buy our fuel from those places because they support the sport. Uh, and, and that's the way it has to work for our sport to grow and, and get better all the time. And, and it's a wonderful thing to see guys like that. You know, we've got people that's been in the tackle industry for years, Dave Ashby and some of them guys have been doing this a long time. And, and, uh, I know Dave sells a lot of catfish tackle. I don't know that he sells a lot of any other kind of tackle, but he sells a lot of catfish tackle. Uh, my buddy up at, uh, Columbia. He does the same thing, Adam, at Tombstone Tackle. He sells a lot of catfish tackle. He's got a lot of other stuff in his store, but he sells a lot of catfish tackle. Those guys, you got to support those guys. You know, if they don't get the support from the people that that use the products, uh, pretty soon they're not going to be in that product. They'll be selling something else they can make money on. It's just the way it is. And uh, the the line companies, the rod companies, you know, you got to support the companies that are back in the sport uh, or it will surely never make it. That's it. That's all I've got tonight, Lyle. Uh, just, you know, the tournament coming up next week, we're going to be giving our, uh, having our giveaway next Monday night. Um, we're trying to get, um, maybe a certain speaker on the show. If that works out, if not, we'll just do the giveaway and, uh, <coughs> Yeah, it won't be too long of a show next Monday night. Everybody be full from Christmas, and we'll get on there. We'll do the giveaway and see if we got any last-minute updates before everybody takes off to Wheeler Lake. And I think there's going to be some that leave and go down Sunday. I know there's some Iowa boys that's talking about leaving Sunday. There's several guys in Missouri that's leaving and going down Sunday, some Monday, some Tuesday. Uh, so uh, that place will fill up down there pretty quick. And, uh, I, you know, it's going to be a great time. Right. I wonder if uh, Zach Royce had uh, that mustad hook million dollar thing in his boat. That <laughs> mustad hook, they're giving away a million dollars for a record if you're using their hooks or something. I don't I think know. it's mustad, isn't it? One of them hook companies had a million dollars. It was mustad. Um, I've got some of their hooks. I didn't get along with them real well, but, uh, you know, they work fine. They're good hooks. They're, they really are. I just I have preferences, and that's – I can try something unless I really am impressed with it. I go right back to my Eagle Claws. I just, I love them. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that's how these companies do. Just like, uh, you know, Big Cat Fever and Mustad, you know, putting this big money up, buying the uh, contest insurance. And uh, hey, wouldn't that be something if he won that million dollars? That'd be awesome. Yeah. 15,000 plus a million. He would have. Uh, we can give the 15,000 back to them guys. Yeah. No. <laughs> if he wanted me and he'd probably get about 500,000 of it so he'd have to use part of this 15,000 to pay his taxes yeah probably so but that'd be okay <laughs> yeah you know what I mean <laughs> oh yeah oh, when, uh, you, when you showing up down there Chip uh, sometime uh, Wednesday evening Wednesday evening yeah, we, we got, haven't decided yet we got room. room Wednesday night get up early <laughs> start fishing um, major brown wants to know where you can find some reclaimed shot for the larry muse rig i do not know i've got tons of shot i used to be a registered trap shooter and i loaded all my own stuff i've got bags and bags of shot shots got high but it doesn't take very much to make those rigs major uh, 
you know, I wouldn't recommend cutting shotgun shells open to rob the thing out of there, but find somebody that reloads and just go over and, and get a few pounds of it. It doesn't take very much to fill them tubes up, I promise you. Yeah, you, you, you only want to put about two or three ounces in each in each tube. Yep. And, the, and then the air holds the front end up. So, um, yeah, I, I just... It won't look like as much as in there. I think um, I think Larry told us on a show that night four four ounces is what he's using in his. Yeah, isn't that what he said? Yeah, yeah. and I actually I actually made some up and I varied it with different ones and different lengths. I made some short ones and some long ones and haven't had a chance to use them yet. But uh, we're, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. I, I, how much structure? Is that Wheeler ought to be a great place to try them things? Yeah, it's um, you know, it's one of them places. If you can just slide over that small little stuff on the bottom without getting hung, and I think that's exactly what it's going to take is something like that. People just dragging those pencil weights and stuff. Um, you know, when you're dragging up and down the ledges, sometimes you have some trouble. Um, you know, and everywhere is going to have uh know submerged little log pile here and there on the bottom little structure pile here and there and of course when you hit it with regular pencil lead or a bank sink or something if you're dragging you're going to hang up um especially if you offset your hooks but this uh you know this muse rig it's, it gets you up off the bottom pretty good and they've it, if you really look at it really good you're uh you know, the, the Muse rig, it stands up pretty good ways off the bottom, so it, it'll climb over anything, I believe. You know, I think it will. It is pretty impressive the way that that's designed, and I, I really enjoyed the video with Steve Douglas and him done that. Uh, when they had it out there, it, it was a little bit more in detail than what we did on the show, it, and then he went through explaining how to make it. So that, that was really a neat deal if somebody had uh, you can follow those directions and, and uh, just make it however you want to and adjust it however it, it would use. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of anxious to give it a shot. We'll see how it works out. I, uh, you know, so much bouncing that we do, back bouncing behind the boat, I did banks for that, uh, you know, two, three ounces bank sinkers back behind the boat and slowing the, the, the boat speed down with a trolling motor. But, uh, I, I can't see the where I would change what I'm doing there for that, but I, I do have some ideas in the works, and we'll see how they work out. Yeah, I mean, I like the way, you know, when the Steve Douglas video where he was explaining, he made the short ones with not very much air in it for, for lakes that don't have very much structure. Mm -hmm. It don't need to have all that air in it and stand up off the bottom. Um, you know, so... You can have the best of both worlds. Build, build you some that don't have no air in them. Just they're gonna slide great. Let me and ask you a question about that, Chuck. Do you think them things scooting along the bottom will stir up fish? I mean, entice them to bite, make them mad, do something. Well, uh, I don't think it's gonna. I mean, there's so much stuff going on down there on the bottom. As long as it looks natural, no telling what they see come across the bottom of them lakes. Um, I don't think it's going to scare them in any way. 
No, I don't think um, it'll scare them, but I, I'm wondering if they, it, it, you know, if you bump them with that thing and, and you're, you're dragging the bait behind it, if if that uh, if that fish just jumped up there and hit it because it's mad. Yeah, they. I mean, that's how most of these guys that drag, um, you know, the, they're the ones that come in with fish a lot of times during these fronts where the uh, catfish are, are coming up with the mud on their bellies. Um, you know, they're dragging over them things, you know, and the guys that are fishing suspended, them fish aren't touching it. They're not, they're not in the center. <laughs> um, you know, even, even if the baits of a foot over them, they might not have got one, one whiff of that bait when it went by them, uh, with that drag rig, you know, they're, they're making a little bit of commotion. You're bumping some fish that are dug in, um, you know, and they know something you know, it makes them aware. They're able to look around and see what's going on, you know, and, and about a half a second later, that bait's in front of their face. Um, the boom. Reaction bite. Mm. Yep. Well, you know, I know blues uh, are, are very aggressive feeders, and if you can do something to entice them to grab a bait as it goes by, and I, I would assume that that, if, if you pop him on the head, it's going to make him mad and and just go on and drag it out, uh, but uh, yeah, that's. I think it, it's it's a home run. I think it'll work. I, I got anxious to try them, and uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, the way most of our boats are set up, anyway, you know, we're we're set up where we can try at the beginning. You know, throw a few out and drag, and you know, hang a couple down, and uh, you know, suspended a couple of cranks, a few cranks off the bottom, mm -hmm. um, you know, and see, see what they're doing. Um, especially yeah. if you're, you're not able to catch very much activity on your uh, 2D to see if they're suspended. Uh, you know, a lot of times if they're buried in the mud and then the front rolls in, <coughs> they're down there. You just can't see them. Uh, when, they, right. when, they, when they're part of that bottom and they're stuck to that bottom and there's no separation, you're not going to be able to tell especially you know you can go over um you know a big old place of flatheads in the winter time when they go dormant and it just looks like a bunch of rocks spread out um you know the they get a little bit lighter you know from what i've noticed and you can tell that they may be fish but you know when they're stuck to the bottom and you're catching them with muddy bellies and stuff you know, dragging is probably the ticket, but I, I would try out, I always try out both ways, you know, drag and have a couple of suspended, you know, see what happens. We tried it a couple of times up at Gunnersville and, uh, you know, the drag rods were just getting ripped and we drifted right over those areas, you know, and then, you know, 150 foot later when our drag rods baits come over that area, boom we get nailed on those um and when our suspended baits went through which a couple of them were even you know hitting bottom every now and then that's how close we were to the bottom the dragon rods were just doing something totally different i think it just makes them look so much more natural um you know especially when when there's swells and stuff and you know your your baits down there bouncing around on the bottom and nothing else is moving um, like Larry said, you know, when you're suspended, you're, you know, your, your baits are doing what your boat's doing and they're right. all bouncing around, 
and uh, there's nothing else down there moving around and the fish are just like what's this yeah you know and uh, you know when them baits come dragging by um it looks totally natural yep i agree i think it's a great idea i'm hoping for some good weather here in a week or so when we all get down there i think everybody will have a good time and and uh hopefully everybody will catch a lot of fish if they find bait i think we're in good shape oh yeah that's that's about all my worries is bait which it usually is but <laughs> after, after you get that out of the way and it usually works out you, you just feel a lot better and it's all downhill from there that's right well i want to thank everybody for watching the show tonight be sure to tune in next monday night for the big giveaway uh we was going to set up the stuff for uh to for me to work on a, on the rod we're giving away i do have it have the rear grip and front grip on it and, and stuff but I've been a little under weather today and I just couldn't get that everything done and, and get that set up. So we'll do that again another time. But uh, do you have anything else tonight, Chuck? No, that's all I got. All right. For Chuck Davis and I'm Lyle Stokes. Thanks for watching. See you next Monday night on Catfish Weekly.